Welcome to the Money Management Resource Center podcast. This is your host, Jacob Johnson. And today we have got with us Mr. Josh Scott from the Money Management Resource Center. Please introduce yourself. Hello. Uh, I'm glad that all of you are listening to this. Um, my name is Josh Scott. I'm a senior right now in the personal financial planning program here at UVU. And I'm also serving in the MMRC as a financial coach. So there are many things that uh, we like to go over with uh, different students and other people from the community. Um, so I selected a topic today that I thought would be very interesting to discuss. And I think that it would be very intriguing to a lot of us since a lot of us are unaware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that topic is interior finance. Gotcha. Okay. Well, before we dive in, I want to hear a little bit more about you. How did you get into um, personal finance or into the Money Management Research Center and perhaps like share some funny story about you? Um, I got into personal finance because, so when I got back from my mission, I looked at a list of degrees that UVU had to offer. Um, I, I was totally unsure of which path to go. I knew that I didn't want to be one of those people that selected a, gr- a degree just to change it like two years later mm-hmm. and add to my workload like another year or like two semesters worth. Guilty. So yeah, I wanted to avoid that at all costs. So I decided to go through and, and kind of filter through all the different things or degrees that UVU had to offer. And I, I narrowed it down to just a few and personal finance was one of them. So after doing a little bit of research on the UVU website for the PFP program, I was sold. I realized that it was something that really matched with my, my values and what I wanted to achieve in my life, in my career. And just being able to meet with people is something that I find highly fulfilling. Because um, I know that there are a lot of people that also have um, struggles with money. Um, and so this is something that I could lend my service in doing as a career. Perfect. I love it. I love that. Cause that's, you know, what, more important almost than what we share with people, I think is our reason that we share Cause people hear your intentions mm-hmm. more than they hear, you know, I am a financial professional. I'm a computer programmer. I'm a, a engineer or an aviator or a pilot or a Marine or whatever your job is. People want to know who you are. And I think it's just mm-hmm. great. So I love, I love, introducing the coaches because part of the purpose of this podcast is so that people who are thinking, Hey, you know what? I want to talk to someone about X or Y or Z can come in and be like, okay, I at least know what these people are like. Like we're humans at the MMRC. We're not superhuman gods. We've all made our own mistakes. I turned down a full tuition scholarship one time, you know, like we all have our own weaknesses and things we've done wrong financially, physically, emotionally. So that's great. Thanks for sharing about yourself. Um, so today we're talking about, uh, interior finance. Give us a little bit of information. Like what is that? All right, well, interior finance. So most people know about topics that deal with exterior finance. So that'd be things like cash flow or maybe like a balance sheet or retirement. Like, I mean, that's something that maybe we don't talk about too much right now because we're so young, but you know, mm-hmm. as we go and get older, that's something that we're gonna think about. Or maybe taxes, that's something all of us have to face are things with taxes. Um, but interior finance, um, that deals with the way that people are, um, relate with money. So we all kind of have a relationship with money that we develop, and it starts from when we're very young. Um, So we all have our different stories um, that we have that we, you know, maybe with our parents or our our friends or whatever. And we have emotions that are attached to those Mm -hmm. that influence um, or have helped to shape beliefs. And so interior um, finance deals with things like beliefs, emotions, stories. Um, It also talks, um, deals with things like dreams, um, consciousness, uh, abundance, awareness. So 
that's that's the focus of interior finance and it's something that i want to shed more light on because i think it's going to be beneficial um, to most people to be able to become aware of those beliefs and their relationship that they have with money i love it yeah how how do we work with money sweet let's jump in so our first topic is money scripts yep so money scripts those are basically another name for beliefs Okay. So money scripts are developed from childhood. And another thing that's very important to realize about money scripts is that they can be, is they are most times generational. So okay. if you look at it, you'll see that, you know, maybe someone that we'd classify as poor, like their children will grow up and they, they'll probably seem, they'll follow that same line as far as they'll, they'll also be poor. And it's because of the different things that they've uh, adopted or taken from mm -hmm. growing up in that sort of environment when they're young. Mm -hmm. And you'll see that, you know, you might look back and that follows for, you know, four or five generations. But then there are those that break the mold or break that, that trajectory and they, maybe they move up socioeconomically and maybe they're middle class or maybe they, you know, they go from your class, your, you know, that story you hear of rags to riches. Mm -hmm. And it's because they change the money script. They realize that they can move out of that and there, there is a sort of awareness that they come to early on that helps them to move out of that. Okay. So the, the money scripts, um, you know, these beliefs aren't always bad. There, there are good money scripts, but there are also a lot of bad money scripts that people hang on to. Yeah, I'm actually really interested to hear like an example of a money script and, and perhaps like, I don't know, what, what, what can you do about your money scripts if they are bad? Okay, so yeah, some, some of the money scripts that you might hear of are more money will make things better. That's something that some people believe mm -hmm. or money is bad or I don't deserve money. I deserve to spend money. There will never be enough money. There, are all, there will always be enough money. Money is unimportant. Money will give me meaning. It's not nice or necessary to talk about money. So a sort of taboo uh -huh. or if you are good, the universe will supply all your needs. So these are some of uh, the classic money scripts that you might hear. And it's, it's more of an on an unconscious level. It's not like we're telling ourselves that, but at the same time we are. Yeah, it's kind of part of your core being, your values yeah. and attributes. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, so those are the money scripts that you might hear um, about more, more common just within people um, that they've been adopting or developing from a young age. And they carry it with them till now. And sometimes people never become aware of them, um, even though they've had them their whole lives. You know, they go into, you know, elderly age and they still have them and they've never changed them, nor are they aware of them. Yeah. So I, I suppose I, I don't know if this is where we're going with this, but what what can you do about uh, money strips we have that might be perceived as negative? So, I mean, that's something that it comes from um, becoming aware so there is a, a sort of discovery process. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there needs to be authenticity okay. um, as far as, you know, saying, okay, why do I do the things I do uh, as far as a, with a, a finance or a money sort mm -hmm. of aspect on your life? Like there, there's a reason that we treat or, or have a relationship with money that we do. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a way of noticing what your behavior is and then working backwards and realizing, oh, I have this belief about money. And then maybe where did this come from? There's usually, you know, maybe it's it's multiple observances, you know, when you're young of your parents continually 
you know, doing the, thing, the same things over and over, or it could be a certain event that happened in your life I see. that you can pin it to. So when you're working backwards through why you act the way you do and you figure that out and you think about it and you take time, or maybe you counsel with someone about it, mm-hmm. um, you can then figure out an action plan to, yeah, exactly. to, to change it. If you're like, yeah. I don't like this, I want to change it. Or, oh, I understand this. I like this. This is the way I am. I want to be this way. Yep. So it just it's, it's another way you can get control of your life. Yep. So yeah. you, you got to be able to identify what it is you need to change, but then you need to act. Exactly. You need to modify that 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 belief. Yeah. You need to choose to believe something different. I like because that. when you have a belief, there's usually a behavior that follows that belief. Mm-hmm. And then what follows behaviors are habits. And so all these different habits are traced to behaviors, which are traced to beliefs. So if we can change the core, which is the belief, then we can change everything else. And so that will change our behavior our, um, and our habits that we have with money. And that can change, uh, well, everything drastically yeah. because how, how much of our life is affected by money? I mean, yeah, directly or indirectly. Most things, where yeah. you live, how much, how, yeah. where you eat, the clothes you wear, the, the people you hang with sometimes, the car you drive, like the university you attend, many of these things are influenced by money. Yep, exactly. So that's why, you know, as, as you come to understand these things and to work on it, it could change the whole course of your life. Love it. And it's, I, I think it's very, something that's very, um, it's not treated enough right now. People focus on, oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. But on an unconscious level, there's a short, there's a sort of resistance to it. Mm-hmm. And it's because of these beliefs or behaviors that are instilled in us. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's that. And going on to from money scripts, you also have what are money disorders. Now, these are things that are on a more, um, they're, they're sort of sounds behavioral. Negative. Yeah, they, they are, you know, negative. Um, because money disorders are the behavioral man- manifestations of damaging and disabling money scripts. Mm-hmm. So there are these beliefs that are severely destructive because there's, you know, you could almost um, look at it on a spectrum as far as money scripts and where they rank. You know, severely destructive could be one end of the spectrum and severely enabling or um, could be the other end of the spectrum. Okay. So, you know, th- those sort of beliefs that are on one end um, would lead to what are these money disorders that can really um, put people in a very bad situation and kind of keep them there. So, Okay. Wow, money disorders. Yeah. So the different symptoms of money disorders can be things like anxiety or worry or depression that surround your financial situation. Um, It can be things like lack of savings and investments, excessive debt, ongoing conflict, with maybe your spouse or your friends or your family or siblings or whatever. I imagine dishonesty is definitely on that Dishonesty. List. Relating is, to money. If you're yep. lying about money, you, you've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So dishonesty, um, sometimes it's called uh, financial infidelity. Ooh, that makes it sound yeah. like, wow. It sounds, it makes it sound like it's pretty bad. That, like a that is, it is that bad in some cases. Yeah. Many marriages fall apart. One of the number one reasons for divorce is people claim at least, I don't know if it's necessarily true, but it's what people claim is for financial problems where they can't communicate about money or one of the partners spends too much or keeps secrets. So yeah, this is a horrible epidemic. Yeah. So there are a lot of things. And the thing is, is sometimes um, people, they don't want to treat these money disorders or even accept, like there's a sort of avoidance or denial or shame that comes with realizing Mm -hmm. or, or coming to realize that they have a disorder. And 
Um, so they're not going to tell very many people about it or they don't want to go and get help about it. Because when it gets to that point, sometimes um, you do need to go see uh, you know, a professional. Yeah. Or else it's just debilitating and, and you'll just break down. And yeah, lots of other things in your life will fall apart as well. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with dishonesty, like not just being dishonest with your money. Like, are you going to be in a bad financial situation? But that can lead to other things with family and your spouse, uh, maybe things at work. Yeah. Um, maybe your physical. Um, yeah. Things with your physical, emotional, whatever. So. Yeah. I remember that when I was a kid, like, obviously it's not financially related, but I had stomach ulcers when I was a kid. Oh, wow. And it was related to stress. Okay. It was because of the stress that I was putting into certain school projects. Yeah. Um, certain things that I expected of myself and the stress level I created was so high. Your body physically reacts to what you emotionally mentally behaviorally do yep. it's definitely true you know when when you exercise your body gets healthy but when you worry and stress and those things in an unhealthy manner that doesn't lead to positive action the negative just builds up in you yeah definitely yep. that's crazy to think your yep. money affects your physical health <laughs> oh yeah definitely i mean if you think about all the stress and, and anxiety that comes with that along with other things like yeah it can really bring you down. Yeah, well, and it's the number one reason that students drop out of school, you know, is usually due to money factors. It's the, Mm -hmm. I don't have enough finances to continue paying for school. And that's kind of the purpose of the MRC is we want to be at the Money Management Research Center, a a source of some financial peace Mm -hmm. where you can come and feel, uh, you know, just, okay, someone understands where I'm at and, you know, have someone tell you, you know what, this is pretty bad, but you can get through it. Or you know yeah. what, this isn't as bad as you think, and we're going to help you fix it. Like, yeah. And that's what we want to be. Because yeah. obviously you have to do actions for yourself, but it's so much easier when you've got a cheerleader. And that yeah. helps you fix money strips and fix money disorders and all that. Yeah, because, I mean, you think of a coach, and you think of, like, you know, maybe a sports team, or, you know, there are certain people like executives of companies that have coaches, mm-hmm. or, or other people that have coaches that help them to kind of um, to, to work through things and to become better and more successful. And that's why, you know, maybe it's not just one time that you need to come in. Lots of people come in one time and they're like, okay, well, you know, maybe they did get some, some added benefit from doing that, but we want to see people come in multiple times because that sometimes that's what it takes to make a, a really positive and permanent change in their life or to help them become more educated on what needs to be done so that they can implement these financial principles that will lead to prosperity and success in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a gym. If mm-hmm. you go to the gym once, don't expect to be physically fit. Don't yep. expect to be any stronger than you were the last time. Don't expect to have more energy and excitement and who you achieved your goal yep. and, and all that thing. It, it takes, it takes some time sometimes yep. to implement a, an actual change in your life. I love that. Yep. Thanks Josh. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think one of the things that we would, well, that I would like to have people do that are listening to this podcast is to, to come into the Money Management Resource Center and be able to, you know, go through this process with us of playing this game called Money Habitudes. So one of the things that says about Money Habitudes, it says your habits and attitudes related to money actually cause the arguments, create problems, and get in the way of reaching your life and financial goals. So um, if, you know, if you come in, we can... You, you know, you can set up an appointment and we can play this game called Money Habitudes, which goes over what are the habits and attitudes that um, the, an individual has um, towards money. And, you know, it goes over different um, habitudes such as security, spontaneousness, status, giving, carefree, and, and planning. And, you know, we can talk about 
you know, what are the advantages and challenges that go along with each of these habitudes? And as far as like, what do other people see in them because they have these habitudes and what do, you know, what can you do about it? Yeah. So I love it. Cause I, I love things like the color code and other personality tests. Um, because they help me understand myself yep. and why I behave the way I do. But what's interesting about this is I've noticed is like a lot of people, I'm a yellow in the color code, the, the energetic fun lovers. Yep. But with the money habitudes, I'm not. I'm not a spontaneous, carefree woo with my money. I'm a I'm a very security type person. And yep. realizing, you know, am I gonna let that attribute I have with money, security, keep me keep people from viewing me in that, you know, fun loving atmosphere I am. Cause sometimes I shut down with related money. So if I'm in control of my money properly and understand my habits. I can adjust my behaviors so I can be control my money, but also not let it keep me from being me. Yep. Yeah. So I love it. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I do want people to come out to the to the Money Management Resource Center. Um, we have a lot of things that we can do um, that are helpful for you and that will be interesting. And I, you know, I, I would like for all of us to be able to kind of discover what needs to be done so that they can have success in their life. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So call out. We're at WB 147 um, by the cafeteria, by that Wolverine statue that kind of sticks out of the wall, funky, weird in the Woodbury <laughs> business building. Um, so yeah, feel free. Come on down whenever you can. You can send an appointment at uvu.edu backslash MMRC or money management, either one. Um, you'll see our logo, our links right there. You can click on the um, join or set up an appointment and you can see any of these wonderful coaches. You've got 16 right now and we're all trained. We're all have tests. We have to take that show that we have competencies with budgeting, with student loans, with finances, um, in general and all sorts of different areas. So just call it there. That's where we're at and how you can get a hold of us. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the program today, Josh. It's been awesome to talk to you about money habits, about, uh, money scripts about many disorders. I think it's been really fascinating and a little bit different than what we normally talk about on the program. Yep. So I love it. No, I appreciate this time to be able to come on and talk with uh, everyone listening. Perfect. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Money Management Resource Center podcast. Look forward to having you listen to future episodes. Uh, so stay tuned. Thank you so much. <laughs>